Good morning. Welcome to Sunday Morning with Love and Action. I am Ken Tuck. Thank you for joining us this morning. I hope you were with us last week. If you weren't, I encourage you to find the Love and Action podcast. As always, post these Sunday Morning of Love and Action programs on our podcast as well. So you can go back and listen to that on pretty much anywhere you listen to the podcast. You'll be able to find it. I really encourage you to do that because I have once again here in the studio with me, Pastor Ralph Sigler of Harvest Church. Ralph, thank you for joining me. Good to be here always. Just love spending time with Ralph, just a, a mentor, a great friend, and my pastor. And just uh, I love his passion for Jesus, his passion for others. And last week, we talked about revival and the revival that's going on in Asbury and, and how it is spreading. And so if you didn't hear that, that's why I encourage you really go back and listen to that as well. But today we're going to, we're still talking revival, but we're going to talk more about our response as the body of of Christ to a move of God like this. Really, God wants us to enjoy this and and take it through life with us. And so we're going to talk about that this morning. Before we do, Ralph, would you uh, once again open us up in prayer? Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for the wonderful things you're doing and you're going to do. Uh, Lord, we just ask again that you would guide this conversation, that you would be lifted up in it, and that you would use it in the lives of every person listening to bring uh, blessing, to bring direction, uh, that you would speak. You're a God who speaks, and we just ask that you would be speaking through this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, last week, again, we talked about the revival, talked about what's going on at Asbury, and the, uh, such a humble move of God, mm-hmm. but yet powerful at mm-hmm. the same time, yeah. and how it was, uh, you know, no big names are involved, mm-hmm. except, you know, Jesus, That's he's the biggest name of them all, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and so just talked about what God was doing, your experience when uh, you and Rhonda and, and others from Harvest went up to Asbury, mm-hmm. uh, you were able to be part of the prayer team as well. Right. And so we discussed that, but now we, as we discussed last week, we see this outpouring of God's spirit moving to other campuses, Mm -hmm. but it's not just about college students, even though God is using them so mildly in in this movement, but God wants everybody to experience his goodness. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, there were all ages there. I mean, it was started among the university students and they were making room continually for students. They were always keeping sections reserved for under 25 years old. And then they finally started doing whole parts of the day were only for because so many were coming in and they felt like that was a priority. But people of all ages there from all over the place, as we talked about last week. And, you know, an encounter with God, that's knowing God is our first purpose in life, relationship with him. And relationships include experiences. You know, we're experiencing something right now here in the studio as we talk and encounters with God. So yeah, it is for everybody. And I think in times like this, there's just an openness right now. I think for a lot of reasons, these moves that have started in other places, I think are an indication they were in a time where God is willing and I think even wants to, to especially visit his people. And I think we all should, I think this is a time where all believers should draw near to God. You know, we need to be pursuing him. We need, just like they're doing there, we need to, to ask the Lord to examine our hearts. I love Psalms 139, 23, 24, where he, he just says, uh, Search me, O God, know my heart, try me, know my anxious thoughts, see if there's any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. That's getting serious. Lord, show me. Show me if there's anything displeasing to you and me, and, and let me confess it and repent. 
and be revived myself, that your spirit would come on me and anoint me and just refresh me and take me further in you. Yeah. That, you know, Jesus said, I've come that you might have life in all its fullness. And, and that's fullness when we're holy in him and we start letting him guide to our steps and transform every area of our life. When thinking about the revival uh, or renewal, awakening, whatever, whatever you want to call, call it, it, move of God, <laughs> right. uh, there's been a lot of repentance going on. Absolutely. And I always think of Psalms 51 when I think about repentance with David yeah. and his prayer for repentance, which um, I've often encouraged people, if you don't know what to pray, go to Psalms 51 about repentance because David just pours his, his heart out to God in right. repenting. And that's where really a, a great move of God is going to start. Yeah. It starts with prayer, yeah. obviously. His people praying, I think about my people who are called by my name, right? And how, yeah. how long have we been praying that? Mm. But we talked uh, before we started recording about a national event that happened on Monday Night Football. Yeah. When DeMar Hamlin had that was a horrific moment. Mm. And we saw something that I, I don't, being a big sports fan myself, I don't remember ever seeing a game canceled because of an injury on the field. Right. Though we know this went beyond an injury. You know, the man stopped breathing. Yeah. And we saw a coach, an NFL coach, take his whole team. Most of them are on their knees and they're praying. Mm-hmm. We hear players and coaches, announcers saying, please pray for DeMar. Please right. pray for him. Uh, an ESPN announcer prayed on air. Oh, yeah. Did we ever think we'd see that uh, happen? That's kind of a shock. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so there was this huge focus on prayer. And, and I told Martha at that time, I said, this is really for sports unprecedented mm-hmm. and that so much focus is on prayer that God's going to do something with this. Yeah. I don't know what he's going to do, but God's going to do something with this because a lot of people who may not have prayed in a long time mm-hmm. or ever mm-hmm. started praying right. and asking God to touch this young man. Yeah. And of course, we know the story he, he did. And yeah. miraculously, he's even doctors are like, man, this is yeah. you know, miraculous that, that this happened. So more attention on prayer at that time from the nation. Yeah. And then the body of Christ, those who have been praying for revival, had already mm-hmm. been praying for a while. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we see this taking place. Yeah. And now we see repentance taking place. And, and it's taking place within the church. Yeah. As we discussed off of Mike earlier, mm-hmm. that it, uh, I remember back in the, um, during the pandemic, I remember you teaching on and preaching on repentance and how it has to start with the church. Yeah. And we see that's happening with this revival. That's right. Is that people are openly confessing sins mm, yeah. and are repenting of their sins. And that's where it's got to gotta take place first, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, of course, Jesus' message was preach. He came preaching repentance for the forgiveness of sins and sent his disciples out preaching the same message. So everybody's sin, sin separates us from God. That's the whole reason Jesus came to reconcile us by what he did on the cross, but the way we enact that is by repenting, turning from our sins, turning to him. And, you know, uh, the Bible talks about confessing our sins one to another that we may be healed. That's in James. When people start humbling themselves like that, God responds. He'll, he'll respond to any of us who are listening to this or part of this when we repent of our sins. And it's something especially powerful when we repent to someone else. And course that was that's been going on a lot at this revival where they actually allow people in the auditorium to out loud in front of hundreds of people confess sin you know i think for each of us it it begins with you know search me show me my heart lord whatever you show me i want to confess to you 
and repent. If you give me the grace, I'm going to turn. That's, yeah. that's really what it is. Lord, if you'll enable me, I'm going to turn away from it and follow you. Yeah, amen. Before we go any further to talk about revival and our response to it, I want to speak to those out there who are saying, you know what, I feel that. Mm-hmm. I know I need to repent, to turn from my ways, my sins, and turn to God, and, and I need him in my life. Yeah. And I don't really know how to do that, but yeah. I hear what you're saying, yeah. and I feel this drawing, well, that's God drawing you to himself. And just want to encourage you to start talking to God. We, yeah. we always say praying to God. We're, we're talking to him. Yeah. And, and just ask him to forgive you of your sins. And the word of God says that in Romans 10, 9, that if we confess that yeah. Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart. The Bible always says believe in your heart. It's not just a knowledge thing in your mind. Mm-hmm. It's your heart. You're believing with all that's within you. Believe that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. So I just want to yeah. encourage you to do that right now mm-hmm. and just ask him to forgive you, and he will. He yeah. says all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's right. And he tells us that First John, if, if we ask him to forgive us, he's faithful and just to do so. That's right. And to cleanse us yes. from all unrighteousness. So just right where you're at, even if you're driving right now, just start talking to God and ask him to forgive you and confess Jesus as your Lord. And then when you do, I encourage you to tell somebody who is a believer in Jesus. Mm-hmm. You can even contact us here at Love in Action. Uh, you can email ken.tuck at loveinactionministries.com, mm-hmm. 334-494-4995. But talk to somebody who can help you with your next steps and encourage you to really, really find a church, a body of believers. I know some people go, Ooh, I don't want to get you. Man, when when you connect with the body of Christ Mm -hmm. and get involved and and you really start learning how awesome our God is, Mm -hmm. um, you're just going to fall more in love with him. You're going to, you're going to want to live for him even more. So just want to encourage you uh, to do that this morning. God will meet you right where you're at. You don't think you have to know all these biblical terms, just start talking to him and he'll meet you right where you're at. When we see a move of God like this, the response of the church, okay, we're not in Asbury. We're here yeah. in Dothan, Alabama. Yeah. Uh-huh. But God can move in Dothan, Alabama, just yes. like he's moving in Asbury, yes. right? So um, what can we do as a body yeah. of believers to really receive this outpouring right. and, and see what all God has for us here in this region? Yeah, I think I think of really three things. I think first, personally, each one of us, we need the encounter with God. It can, it can happen alone, just in prayer. Uh, more often it happens around other believers. And I would just say at our Harvest right now, we're having opportunities most days to come in. Our worship center is open for people who are just coming in and praying. Usually in the evenings, there's some kind of worship taking place. I would just say, first of all, ask the Lord, Lord, uh, do a new work in me. You're doing this new work around the nation. Do it in me. Because there's, there is kind of, even when we've been following the Lord, a lot of times there's, there's kind of new things he's doing and kind of new anointing, new breakthroughs. And I would say ask for that. Of course, we are asking for a big overflow to touch the whole city. I would say uh, look for an opportunity to join in with believers who are praying for that, working for that. I'll just mention to you, I think Easter is a great opportunity. I think just talking to people, well, let me get, I'll get to that last. But uh, one other thing I'll say, we'll be doing a conference at Harvest, anybody, wherever they're part of a church is invited to take part April uh, 30th through May 3rd. 
And that's a time set aside specifically to contend for this kind of move of the Spirit. But the other thing I would say, as you let the Lord touch you, start talking to people about it. A lot of people have heard about this move at Asbury University. Uh, I've talked to some people, not huge numbers, but some people in in the gym and some other places, and uh, just have asked them, have you heard about this revival going on at Asbury University? Whether they have or not, you have a chance to tell them about it. And then, if you feel good about how the conversation is going to go ahead in, into, you know, have you ever had a counter encounter with the Lord like that? And you have the opportunity to say, you know, you, you can. I mean, God loves you. Your purpose is Him, and yeah. He died for you. If you want to, you can go and tell them how to meet Christ right there, right. or you can just direct them to somewhere where they can yeah. meet the Lord. But I, I think we want it to happen in us, and then we want it to go beyond to the believers and unbelievers. Right. Because we want our communities changed That's right. for the glory of God. And we've talked earlier about just how, how dark it's been, yeah. really, in the 2000s. Really? Because yeah. uh, as we were talking, you mentioned Y2K started right. it all, right? That's right. <laughs> Doom and gloom, world's yeah. going to come to an end. And yeah. and then, of course, we had the terrorist attacks Next uh, year, uh, yeah. the following year. And we've had, gosh, there's been the bird flu. There's mm-hmm. been... SARS, SARS, Ebola, one plague after another, economic collapse in 08, right. uh, and COVID, war. Wars, right. One thing after and, another. And now the economy, you know, yeah, with inflation. Again. again. <laughs> <laughs> so really over the past several years, uh, really with, with COVID, uh, we've seen one system after another fail. Yeah. You know, yeah. We, we've seen our government fail us. We've yeah. seen the economy fail us. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've seen, you know, medicine fail us. We've mm-hmm. you know, just everything. Schools. Yes, uh, uh, schools, universities, yeah. uh, is yeah. education. We've seen we've seen one failure after another, and so people, you know, we, we talked last week about how you know suicide has really really increased. Yeah. Depression is is really off the charts, yeah. and without Christ, you can understand why that's happening. That's because right. where's the hope? Yeah, absolutely. We we have you know we've seen riots on, uh, in in cities throughout our country. We've seen mm. you know gun violence right here in Dothan uh, yeah. escalate. So it's like one thing after another. It's like where's the hope? Uh-huh. What do I have to live for? Mm. And God is showing us in this yeah. movement. Yeah, here's your hope. And He contains everything. Yes, <laughs> even this country. <laughs> That's right, and certainly everything in our lives. Yes. I mean, we have hundreds and hundreds of examples right around us. Radical change. Yeah. When we respond to a move of God like this, I know one thing people mainly see is obviously the up at Asbury the services that are going on in the chapel. Yeah. But these students, they still have a life to live That's right. outside of that chapel because they, yeah. they didn't call off school, did they? They didn't. They didn't cancel classes. They still got exams to study for and research papers, everything that goes on uh, at a university. Yeah. So they are experiencing revival while they're carrying on their everyday life. That's right. And you have all the athletes still doing all their training and everything. So, yeah, life is going on. Some of the moves of God they've had up there before they canceled classes, they didn't feel like they should this time. So they're doing that. And kind of a good example for us because, you know, we we don't often get the chance to – I know some people that take some time off and go somewhere for a conference or retreat type thing, which I think is great when you can do that. But for the most part, most of us, it happens in everyday life, and it can happen. I mean, obviously, walking with Christ is made to do in everyday life. 
but big outpourings and moves of God happen in everyday life. So yeah. they certainly are going to class still. Professors are still, you know, teaching and having to do lessons and everything they've normally done. Plus, most of them not only pursuing themselves, but helping with as many as 25,000 new people, you know, right. coming in. So, yeah. So we need to know we don't have to leave and go up on the mountain and quit our jobs and everything. <laughs> we just need to pursue God where we are. That's right. That's right. So we can take that excuse off the table, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that well, I've got work and all this, so I, I can't. Yes, you can experience it. Obviously, you and I are full time industry, but you know, when I worked in the newspaper industry for 22 years, man, I experienced a lot of moves of God in yeah. my life, but still day to day at work. But you let that flow through you to where you're at to impact others around you. That's right. And that's such a key. We need to see that repentance. Yes. We, we yes. all need to repent. Yes. And come to Christ. Radical then, humility in all of us. I love that radical humility because that's just, it's just something that's just so, so rare, just humility, period, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the world. And even, unfortunately, in some of uh, uh, Christianity, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you don't see that humility. And people who don't believe in Christ, they see that. Yeah. And mark everybody else by a bad example. But now the world is seeing such a humble yet powerful move of God. Right. And that is drawing people in. You yes. know, people want something real. Yes. And, and Jesus is real. That's right. You know, Coke's not the real thing. Jesus is <laughs> that's that's the right. real thing. Right. Uh, but we talk about it being powerful. And, and Ralph, we were talking earlier about praying with folks and seeing God heal and change lives. Could you share some of what you've experienced through that uh, here in Dothan? Yeah, here. Yeah, well, we've certainly been seeing the Lord move increasingly, I would say over the last several years, to the point of getting to see people meet Christ every week and people being set free in dramatic ways, people being filled with the Spirit, people just having dramatic breakthroughs in their walk with the Lord. And now, since this thing started at Asbury, it's just kind of turned up here at Harvest. Uh, we've Some of our staff just started opening up the worship center during the day, as I mentioned, and then at nights. And I know that they said on, on a Friday night recently they had... Uh, did worship and prayer and then opened up for people to share. And had they said they had 25 people come up and share what God had been doing in their lives. A lot of it just dramatic, life-changing things. And then on a night following that, we had another opportunity for that. And I don't know, 15 to 20 people shared. And, you know, this is things from people who've been serious, hardcore drug addicts who had lost everything, every relationship, and they've been set free and they're following Jesus and having family restored and amazing things. Marriages that were in the process of divorce and hopeless now have been brought back together again. People who've met Jesus, uh, obviously, again, filled with the Holy Spirit. I know in one of these times of confession, two different people took out the cigarettes and said, God's telling me I've got to put this down. We had uh, have had some people healed. I think I mentioned to you, a young man, as I was walking out of the worship center who I hadn't seen in a long, long time, got to talk for a few minutes. He had his arm all wrapped up. So, of course, I asked what was going on. He said, infection, they're having to clean it out every day, which is not fun, and pack it. And I don't know what all they pack it with. But in any case, we prayed, of course. And next day, I got a message from him and said, thank you so much for praying. I went to the doctor today, and he said, you look like you have a new arm. This is amazing. How did this happen? (laughs) So, you know, God's moving in some powerful ways, changing people's lives, uh, bringing so much joy and and peace where people have been so overcome with depression and anxiety. And just to want to say, everybody listening, he wants to do that in you too and all of us. He's drawing us. We mentioned last week, is this the last revival before Jesus comes? We don't know, but we do know Jesus is going to come again. That's right. And God is doing a a great move right now. And so as a believer, we just really want to encourage you, jump in to what God's doing because we all need a fresh touch from God in our lives. That's right. 
And we all need to understand we've got to share him with others. And when you see God moving in such ways like this, and you understand that sharing Jesus is, is not about us. That's right. We can put our, too much pressure on ourselves, say, well, what if I don't say the right scripture, or what if I mess up somehow, some way when I'm trying to talk to somebody? Well, that's just the fear that Satan is trying to, to put that's in right. us to make us not share Jesus, because yeah. that's the last thing he wants us to do. Yeah. But when you understand that God is moving, and God, he's drawing people to him, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit's convicting people of their sins, that's opening right. up their eyes to see what Jesus has done on the cross and rising mm-hmm. from the grave, then we realize he's done it all and he's doing it all yeah and yeah. oh yeah acts 1 8 he's given me the power to be his witness yes and yes. so what an awesome time to decide you know what i'm truly going to follow jesus mm-hmm. and i'm going to live live this life like a great commission christian That's great. which means going out and telling people about him and making disciples and if you aren't a believer jump in uh, you jump just in. reminded me as you were talking uh one of the people who shared testimony was actually his testimony he, he was an atheist now he's following Jesus. He actually was leading worship as he as he shared that <laughs> with his guitar and singing. And one of the things I heard uh, while up at Asbury University was uh, somebody just shared, uh, the person sitting next to me said he's an atheist and he's looking for God. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, jump in, whoever you are. Jump in. It's a, it's a significant time. And we don't know how many of these opportunities we're going to have. Obviously, right. these big moves of God don't come along every day here. It may be the last days, but it, whether it is or not, your life's important, right. and you're, you've been created to be to make an eternal difference with your life, and this is how you do it. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and God wants you. Yes, it yes. doesn't matter how much you have hated God in the past. That's right. How much you haven't believed in him and doubted him in the past. Mm-hmm. You know what? If you turn to him right now and say, I want you. Yeah. God's yeah. arms, like the story of the prodigal son in the Bible, yeah. his yeah. arms are wide open, and he's actually running to you That's right. to receive you and to show you his love, his forgiveness, his grace, his mercy. Just, I love in Psalms where we read that God's love endures forever. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Endures forever, endures forever. Constantly we're reading that. And that's his love for, for you and me, for all of us. That's right. And, and he wants to show us his love. And, yeah, just as Ralph said, just... Jump in. Yeah, uh, the, the, the water's fine. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. You won't ever regret it. That's right. <laughs> and so um, so we know that through the example of the students, we, we can experience this move of God or any move of God and still go on for our day-to-day lives mm-hmm. because that's that's actually where our ministry's at, isn't it? That's right, yeah. yeah. Uh, at, at home and at work or yeah. shopping or wherever. Yeah, you know, God doesn't call most of us to leave our jobs. I mean, he... he Cause some of us too, mainly so we can facilitate everyone else. Right. Uh, there comes times where there's either so much ministry happening that the, that the people of God just say, hey, we need to get you out of your job so you can do this all the time. Uh, or there's an awareness, the Lord's moving in all of us. We need somebody who's got more time to help this happen. And that's really what I believe the purpose is, the reason some of us leave that. But for the vast majority, is happening in everyday life, and he wants that to happen in us. So that's, so draw near to God. Ask him to give you just an, an anointing, a, a new uh, touch from him. You know, one of the things we see whenever that happens is people immediately want to tell. Uh, you know, people start thinking about how good this is. Other people need to know this. And we, most all of us, have family members or friends or neighbors or coworkers who need to hear about this. And right now, there's the opportunity uh, of just 
asking people, have they heard about the Asbury yeah. uni- revival and start talking about Jesus? So it's a good opportunity. Yes, it is. It's, and when we experience the goodness of God in any way, and we're sharing that testimony with somebody, why is a personal testimony so powerful to people, especially to those either maybe there are believers, but they're just discouraged right now, or or maybe they are not a believer, but they hear a testimony from somebody. How yeah. how is a personal testimony so powerful? Well, for one thing, it's firsthand experience, right? We're sharing what God has done in us. It's hard to refute that. We can talk about theology or talk about evidence for resurrection and Christianity, that kind of thing, and people can argue. But when you share your your own story, this is something that's happened. It's pretty much irrefutable. And also, it usually is pretty non-threatening because you're not asking them directly about, do you know God? Have you ever met Christ? Which there's a place for that, too. But when you're sharing your story, it's not confrontational. You're sharing what God has done with you. Uh, and it's, it's just powerful. It, it is what God's doing. So it opens people's eyes to what he might be able to do in them. Yeah. And I often think of, of the apostle Paul as he, he was always sharing his testimony yeah. about, about how he, he came to Christ, especially Acts 26, where he's in front of King Agrippa yeah. and he's sharing, it gives us a great example of what a testimony is before Christ, how he was, how and when he came to Christ. And then what life has been like afterwards. And and so we all have that testimony of when we do give our lives to Christ, but then life is filled with other testimonies uh, of of what God's doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like salvation's the the end of it. Uh, That's the beginning. (laughs) Just the the beginning. beginning. (laughs) And and that's the great thing when when you think about it. God Almighty, the creator of this universe, creator of you and me, he wants us to live life with him. That's right. And then, of course, eternity. Yes. with him and that, yeah. that's pretty mind-blowing if you just if you just stop and think about that it is it yeah. is well this is eternal life that they may know you the only true god and jesus christ whom you've sent and even when we see the picture of judgment when jesus condemns people as depart from me i never knew you and uh he talks about you know i was hungry and you fed me i mean it's relationship that's what it is christianity at its core is relationship with god and it's walking with him it's just following him and developing that and it's a wonderful thing it's not always an easy thing it's life but it's really wonderful because of the way he teaches us if we'll walk with him the way he reveals himself to us the way he directs our steps uh, you know, he has a plan for every one of us, every person listening. Uh, the, the Bible says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. And you can be sure his plan is the best for you. He's good. He loves us. Love enough that he, he sent his son to die for us. And the promise is uh, that also that we've been created for his purposes. You know, in Ephesians 2.10, it says we're his workmanship or masterpiece, depending on your... I like kind of like masterpiece with the whole idea that we're his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works that he already prepared in advance for us to do. So you're on this earth to do certain things. And he has carefully crafted you. You're his masterpiece so that when you're in him and he's in you, you can do these things he created you to do. Yeah, amen, amen. Yeah. That's good. Y'all see why well, I, I love spending time with Ralph and talking about the Lord. <laughs> it's just so so encouraging. And, yeah, God loves us. And, and yeah. we just go back to uh, start in Genesis and see how Adam and Eve were, they were walking in the cool of the day mm-hmm. with the Father, right? That's right. And, that's and that's right. the intimate relationship yeah. that God, our Father, wants to have with each one of us mm-hmm. on a personal level. Yeah. And that's unlike uh, any other religion. Right. And God wants that. He wants you. He wants me. He wants us all because uh, yeah. he loves us all and he created us after his own image. And just thinking, from you talk about the garden, we have this catastrophe of sin. 
that separated us from God. I think it's important to know, you know, sin is the most terrible thing in the universe. Right. Every bad thing has come as a result of sin. And uh, the whole story is, is of him bringing us back to him. I mean, ultimately, with Jesus dying on the cross so that through repentance, turning to him, we can be forgiven and be in relationship with him, start walking with him. But then you go all the way to the end of the book in Revelation, you know, I will be their God, they will be my people. That's the story of history is God reconciling us to him so that in this life and all eternity, we can know him and walk with him. We can be his people. He can be our God. Uh, We can know him face to face. Amen. And when we leave this earth, hear those words, well done. Yeah, yeah, that's what we want to hear. My good and faithful servant. Yeah, those are the words that I long to hear on that day, whenever that day comes, to see Jesus face to face. And, and you know, you can can actually be excited about when that day comes, when you know you're walking with the Lord. Absolutely. Uh, There's no fear in death for a believer because these bodies may go out on us, but our our spirit will live on with him. Yeah, I mean, in him we step out of our body into his presence. And then one day we'll have a glorified body. That's right. That's That's a whole other topic we can get into. but, but But these are the plans. You, you know, you mentioned Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. These are the plans that he has for us. That's right. These are just some That's of them. Right. And they're eternal plans. They are. And they're so good. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I just yeah. want to encourage you. Yeah, if you're not a believer in Christ, just jump in. Yes. And just, just turn to him. I, I guarantee you. Guarantee you. It's a guarantee. You're right, right? It Ralph, is a guarantee. Yeah. That you, you won't regret it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And so, uh, and if you are a believer, then just want to encourage you. Uh, and another guarantee, if, if you will live for Christ... You'll live the greatest life ever. That's true. No doubt about it. Was a hundred percent guarantee, Ralph, at the beginning of the year? Yeah, we just what we said basically is if in this year you will fully immerse in everything we're offering at Harvest Church and the other churches the same same way. We're going to guarantee you that you're going to have more joy, more peace, more purpose, more meaning. You're going to experiencing more experience more of love and less anxiety and less emptiness and less uh, depression. Uh, because God promises all those, and we've, right. we've seen it happen in hundreds of lives. So for us, we've kind of narrowed it down and said, actually, if you'll just do that the first six months, you're going to know by then. Yeah. Life that's real life, as you have said often. That's right. That's and, right. And you will. So we just want to encourage you all to do that. Just get plugged into Jesus. He wants to do so much in, in all of our lives, that's and he right. wants us with them forever. That's right. That's awesome. Well, Ralph, we are out of time. Man, just thank you so much for, for being here. I enjoyed it. Fun uh, things to talk about. It is. It is. We'll do it again. Okay. And I uh, just want to thank everybody again for listening. And I just hope you have a great uh, rest of this Sunday and a wonderful week coming up. And just remember, Jesus loves you. And I pray that throughout this week that the Lord will bless you and keep you and that he'll cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you and he'll lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.